0: Hi guys, welcome back to Curls Gone Wild. Last week I was on a quick little vacation and it was exactly what I needed to end the summer. I know I said I was going to write and record an episode last week, but I actually just ended up taking the time that I needed to relax. Um, And my, it's a family vacation I've been taking every year since I was a child. So my family has been going to the same lake every year since, I think my dad has been going every year since 1990. He might've taken a few years off when he was in business school, but my dad's dad started going as a scoop. Like he went to this lake as a scuba diving trip in the 1970s so when my dad's dad my poppy decided to bring the whole family down he was very clear that the trip was a family trip um, and basically we're meant to spend time with each other with no distractions and and just really have some really good quality family time we play cards watch movies read spend endless i mean endless hours on the lake on the water we usually rent a houseboat park it out in the middle of the lake And a few years ago, my dad bought a speedboat. So now we've been able to explore more parts of the lake. And it's been a lot of a lot of fun. I think the lake is probably my favorite vacation our family takes. I I like I think I like the lake more than I like the beach vacations that we take pretty much every year. And I credit the lake to our family's closeness. It It is our most sacred trip as a family, and if you were invited to the lake, you have officially made it as a staple in our home. For example, we were never allowed to bring friends down to the lake when we were growing up. It was just my three siblings, myself, and then my cousins, um, our parents, and then my, my dad's, all of my dad's siblings. So, you know, that kind of stuff. And then when we graduated high school, the deal became we were allowed to bring a friend down with us. I have not yet brought a friend. I just haven't, I just haven't found a friend or a person that I want to share the lake with. Um, but my sister did bring her fiance last year and now he's invited forever, of course, because he's part of the family. So, um, this year this vacation was my 22nd consecutive year going down to the lake. So I'm 21, but I've been going since, you know, the year the year I was born, so 22 years or 22 vacations. And I just I just love it. I simply love it beyond measure. You know, if if I have kids one day, if that's in the cards for me, I can't wait to share the lake with them. And and even if I don't have kids, like I just I just can't wait to share the lake with the right people with my friends whoever they may be so yeah um I'm actually recording in my little sister's room today I I thought there was just too much there was way too much feedback when I recorded outside last time it was it was fun like it was a beautiful day but there was just a lot going on in the background so now I'm in my little sister's room because she has this like chest that is I don't know if it's like glued or cemented into her wall it came with the house and um it's just like the perfect height for me to sit on the floor have my computer up here have my microphone here and like record and I don't have to hold the microphone it's just like it's just at my mouth which is really really nice yeah I don't really know why I told you guys that um But just so you get the scene, just so you get the ambiance, I guess. So I'm starting my senior year of college in a little less than two weeks. um, And I've been starting to stress big time about my future. I know I did an episode a couple weeks ago about not following my dreams, like studying what I would have really, what I'm really passionate about in college. Um, But here I am about to begin my senior year and I'm about to shuffle off into the world and become, you know, a slut for corporate America, um, and that's really scary. I'm in the best way, but it's still very scary. I'm, I'm terrified to leave the comfort of the only thing I've ever known, which is school. Um, but I've had a really a really good summer experience, and a job and I got some really good feedback from my bosses and coworkers so I know I'm ready to handle life after school life after college and and another thing I am I'm really excited to leave the midwest and start my own life in a new city where you know wherever that may be I'm I'm I'm, I'm manifesting New York or Washington DC but honestly who knows and who cares I mean I care I care where I'll be but you know, we'll just have to, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm going to be in New York or Washington DC next year. We'll see. Because of that, last week I sat down with my dad and we talked about what my next steps are going to be for this coming school year, specifically the fall semester and how I should approach job hunting and job applications. And I'm going to rant, I need to rant about cover letters really quickly because then I'm going to give some advice that my dad had for me one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna have him on the show and we can all actually hear his story from his mouth and learn all about his career path and how how he got where he is now but for today I'm just gonna give my perspective on it being his daughter and being a current college student who's about to graduate so yeah but let's get to cover letters really quick because I have so many thoughts um first of all Why should I have to write a letter to convince a hiring manager of my competence? If I have a robust resume, which I do, and I'm giving you a solid one to three recommenders from jobs I've previously held, does it not seem a little redundant to get a letter of me trying to explain to you why I'm qualified to do this job? Like, read the other materials I've already provided. I know you can do it. You're clearly smart and capable. It just seems so silly to me. God, god, if any of my future hiring managers somehow find this. First of all, hey, please hire me. Second of all, please explain to me. I mean, and, and I mean this genuinely, please explain to me what difference writing or not writing a cover letter makes in the application process in in me as an applicant? Because I asked my dad who does a fair amount of hiring for his job, and he literally could not tell me the purpose of a cover of a cover letter. Like he told me he usually doesn't read them. So, am I just wasting my time? And if that's the case, abolish cover letters. Don't stress me out like that. Okay, and rant. Back to my dad. So, I go to the same college that my dad went to, which I already said I would not disclose until after my graduation. Anyway, he graduated there in 1990, and then he got his MBA at Kellogg, which is the business school at Northwestern. He's had a pretty successful career, and right now he's doing some cool pandemic-related work since he works in healthcare. Um, anyway, all of that aside, that's just a little bit of his background. Um, he's simply a really good person to get job advice from because he's had so many different kinds of jobs and so much job experience. Like, he graduated college, 31 years ago. So he's been in the workforce for 31 years because he worked for a company called Arthur Anderson. They don't exist anymore, but it's a, it was a consulting firm at the time, a big, a big consulting firm at the time. And he worked for their offices in Chicago and they paid for him to go to MBA to go to his MBA. So, he's been working ever since he graduated college. So, that's 31 years. I mean, and he's had a lot of, you know, a lot of different jobs in those those 31 years. He's been doing the same thing for or he's been working at the same company now for six almost 6 years. So that's pretty exciting for him. But yeah, he's had a he's had a very successful career, and he's doing some some very cool stuff right now. Anyway, like I was saying, he's just a really good person to get job job advice from, um, especially because he's now in an in executive position and does a lot of the hiring, firing, all of that kind of stuff. Like he 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 is just very good to ask about it. Um, so he's been giving me advice about how I should proceed for the next several months when it comes to job searching. And he told me that I need to go straight to the Career Center on campus uh, when I get there. I move in on Sunday, so he's like, Monday morning, you need to go to the Career Center and get connected to as many alumni in the cities that I'm looking at as possible, which scares me. (laughs) I'm terrified. I'm terrified of talking to people. I'm terrified of asking for favors, and I'm mostly scared that this is, like, the beginning of the end for me like obviously i'm I'm so excited to move to a new city meet new people make my own money and pretty much be my own person but obviously it's very outside of my comfort zone and i mean i know like i said i i, I just said it. i feel like it's the beginning of the end for me it's not the end like it actually is the beginning of the beginning it's the beginning of the rest of my life the cheesy whatever but i just i'm so afraid like I don't know just gonna I'm gonna be so far pushed so far outside of my comfort zone and and that's just something that I'm I'm not sure if I'm ready for and I have I have a theory about why because for every other step of my life like graduating grade school graduating high school I've been I've been very ready for the next step usually by the last year but I'm I'm afraid I think part of the reason i'm not as ready as i have been in the past is because of the pandemic and i do feel like i had some of that time stolen away from me that's honestly probably just an excuse and i just need to i just need to grow up a little bit but going back to the asking for favors thing and stuff like i have a a phone call tonight the boy I've known since elementary school I think probably since I was eight or nine years old um we're from the same neighborhood and we're supposed to be talking about work and I'm asking him for advice about moving and searching for jobs and stuff um which is great I'm so I'm so thankful that he's taken the time out of his day to speak with me about what the next steps can look like and you know I know his family his younger brother is the same age as me and his, I love his mom. I know his mom super well. She's just always been nothing but kind to me. And like, they're a very great family. Love his dad as well. But I'm just like, also kind of afraid of him. um, Because he's a couple years older than me. And like I said the family's never been anything but nice to me like he's a very very nice person I've never had any bad experience with him but I've also never really had like a conversation with just him like one-on-one you know when we were younger we would when we would hang out because he used to be neighbors with my cousin with my cousins when we would hang out it would just be like a group of us my two cousins usually my older sister and my younger brother then him and his brother and it'd be like that group of us and we would just be like hanging out and you know I never really had to talk to just him to get to know just him so this is gonna be like a really weird conversation I think also because it was my dad who like set it up and I literally was like oh my gosh I can do that myself like I could have just probably dm'd him or something but my dad this is so embarrassing my dad like reached out to him on LinkedIn and was like my daughter Kathleen would love to speak with you and I was like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing and then I got his email and then I emailed him and from his email I got his phone number but like it was just the most ridiculous kind of like I mean and my dad is not a baby boomer but that's I guess the the language that Gen Z uses to describe older people it's just like the most boomer-esque moment that my dad had has had in in a while and I was just like oh my god like literally don't don't speak to me don't do anything for me like this is so embarrassing but also at the same time very thankful um because my dad also got me a, a meeting with a woman who does work in a field that I'm I'm kind of interested in going into so I can't be too mad about it um anyway yeah I guess this is what it means to grow up you use LinkedIn instead of Instagram DMs Something else I've realized, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, is that I really kind of want to do a bit of everything. And I'm a little stressed about narrowing down my options to something that I want to do right now with the skill set that I have right now that will one day lead me down a path to do something that I've always dreamed of doing but didn't necessarily study in college. I asked my dad if it was wrong to apply for a bunch of different kinds of jobs that require different things of me, just to see, you know, kind of what lands. I I describe it, I've I've been describing it to people as kind of like shooting darts and to see, you know, what's going to be the bullseye. So just a bunch of different things. I'm applying for a couple of fellowships, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just applying for a bunch of jobs and fellowships. And I just, I'm interested to see like, okay, what, what am I going to get accepted to? And then, that's going to be, that's going to direct me to my next, I guess, my next year. What's my next year going to look like? Um, But my dad told me he thought that was perfectly, a perfectly reasonable approach to job hunting there are so many different kinds of jobs. And he told me he's doing something now that he never thought he'd be qualified to do when he graduated college or business school. So he was just basically saying like, you do stuff, you start off doing something, but in 30, 40 years, maybe even less, you're going to be doing something that maybe you never even thought you were going to be interested in or qualified for, just because of the different jobs you've held along the way that you gain skills as you go. And so I was like, okay, so I feel good about my approach to job, uh, to I guess, maybe not even job hunting, but like postgraduate life. Just apply for, you know, a whole gamut of things and then whatever hits, hits. Another thing I have to keep reminding myself of is that I don't need to be 100% qualified. And this is gonna sound so weird, some weird advice, but listen, I don't need to be 100% qualified to apply for jobs. Sophomore year of college, I took a class on American public opinion and voting behavior. And for the first part of this class, my professor had the students read a bunch of different studies to try to figure out how each study surveyed their sample and to get to get the data that they were reporting on. And, and so th- the data was a statistic or the class was a statistics class, basically. Um, so we were just looking at different studies. How did they present their statistics? How did they gather their statistics? That kind of thing. But the study that I got assigned, the study that I read, showed that women feel like they cannot or should not apply for jobs unless they meet every single one of the qualifications listed by the application. Whereas men, specifically white men, will apply to jobs in which they only meet one or two of the qualifications. So what ends up happening is women get jobs that they are overqualified for and men get jobs that they are underqualified for. For example, Donald Trump and the presidency. Hillary Clinton, and this, you do not have to agree with her politics, but this is an indisputable fact. Hillary Clinton is probably the most qualified presidential candidate the United States has ever had. Like I said, This is not about their politics. This is not a Democrat versus Republican or left versus right argument, okay? This is just based entirely on job experience. And I could get into their politics. I won't because it's irrelevant, but I could. I could talk about it. Anyway, Donald Trump, who had never held any sort of public office in his entire life, jumps on the scene, and through a series of events no one saw coming, no experts, people on the left or the right, no one saw it coming, he became the president of the United States over Hillary Clinton. So that's the kind of confidence I'm trying to have in myself. Like, I have really great written and verbal communication skills. Okay, apply for the job. I know how to use Microsoft Word and Excel. Okay, apply for the job. I have a really great ability to learn skills quickly, as do a lot of people. You know, I'm an intelligent person, as are a lot of people. Sure, I suffer from a little bit of imposter syndrome every now and then, but overall, my suggestion to people applying for jobs right now, including myself, is to apply to some, even if you don't think you're qualified to get the job. In the end, it's all experience and that really doesn't hurt you at all. And who knows, you might end up getting your dream job. Some of the other advice I've heard is that you need to know somebody in the industry to even have a chance, which might be true. So I recommend reaching out to anyone and everyone you know to network. Use your school's alumni association, use old friends, use your parents, use your parents' friends. Hell, use your parents' coworkers. Even if you don't want to go into the exact job or industry those people are in, just talking to them, learning about their experiences, asking them questions, it can all benefit you. And who knows, maybe you'll actually find something that you really want to do. I'm, I'm serious. Like in no way it can, it can, it can hurt you in no way. For example, thing about doctors, my mom's a doctor, and this is going to tie really well into what my dad does. My mom and my dad work for the same health system. And my dad has a completely different skill set than my mom. But you know, I never thought about healthcare systems needing like business executives working for them but like pretty much everything's a business so of course they need business people so my mom and my dad work for the same company like wow who knew so you know there's just all sorts of aspects to literally every single job every single facet that you can imagine there's just so many different ways to approach it and so many different jobs that can be i guess that are that are open for that so I don't know my advice is just to don't like I don't know don't close yourself off from a company because you're like oh they do xyz thing it's like yeah maybe they do xyz thing and that's like where the majority of their hiring like what they do when they hire people but they also need people to do you know abc so if that makes sense okay that's all I have for you guys this week sorry it's up so late you know no excuses I'm just I can be just you know time can get away from me. So, it's it's getting it's it's a learning experience balancing getting ready to head back to school, working, the remnants of my social life because a ton of my friends have already left to go back to their respective schools, but As always, if you could please take a few minutes to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it helps me grow my audience. And if you could also recommend to your friends and families, I would greatly appreciate that forever and ever. If you want to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Kathleen.Meyer and Twitter at Kathleen underscore Meyer 8. I will see you all next Monday. Okay, until then, peace, blessings, be kind, all that good stuff. Bye, guys.